Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. So, um, last week we started, uh, for those that are online, we apologize, we weren't able to get the live stream going last week with some glitches. So, um, we're on the... Uh, the Holy Spirit advantage is what we're looking at because Jesus said it's to your advantage that I go away because if, if I don't, the Holy Spirit's not going to come. So that's the advantage. And so many believers are missing out on that advantage because they've minimized what the Holy Spirit can do. They minimize what the Holy Spirit came for. And we're going to just look at the scriptures because the scriptures have so much to say about the Holy Spirit so much to say and you don't need to hear what I say or what I think because it doesn't matter it's what the scriptures say and what God says about it so we're going to go right to it um, in John uh, 16 starting at verse 7 we're going to read it from the amplified and uh, if you don't have that we do have it on the screen in itty bitty form so you have to have good eyes to be able to, to see it I don't know how we can get that bigger but we're still working on that it says here he says but i tell you the truth so it means he's not lying this time okay <laughs> it's to your advantage that i go away for if i do not go away the helper and this is what that word means the, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, and one who comes and stands alongside or comes up alongside you. So those are all the things that that word means. That's all, And we looked at that last week, so we're not going to get into that one. Um, he won't come to you, but if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you, to be close in close fellowship with you. And he, when he comes, will... And I love this. We'll convict the world about the guilt of sin. Amen. Are you glad it's the Holy Spirit's job to do that? And it seems to be getting harder and harder because people are like, what is sin? There isn't any sin anymore. It's like your sin is believing that there's a sin. That's really what the sin is now. But when the Holy Spirit speaks to a person's heart, you can't argue with that. And the Bible says he wrote the law on our hearts. And, and people, why do people know it's wrong to murder? Because it's written on your heart. And so he convicts of sin and, and the need for a savior and about righteousness and about judgment about sin and the true nature of it because they do not believe in me and my message. About righteousness, which is personal integrity and godly character, because I'm going to the Father and you will no longer see, see me. And about judgment, and the certainty of it, because the ruler of this world, Satan, has been judged and condemned. And this is another thing. He said, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear or hear them right now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you. Don't you love that? He'll guide you, not shove you and push you and drag you. He will guide you. How many have seen that guiding of the Holy Spirit? You know, and he takes us on many times. It can be a lengthy journey that he's guiding us on because some of us can be a little stubborn or hard-headed, but he will continue to guide us into all truth. And 
Spirit, he will, he will guide you uh, into all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father, the message regarding the Son. And he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. So he will show us things to come. How many are glad that we have someone who will show us things to come? It's not a surprise. There's some time, there are things that are coming. And everyone will, you know, you know, or so have just crumbled. People who thought their jobs, you know, it used to be back in the day, it was common for people to have, if you had a job for 35, 40 years, retire there, and it was like, that was normal. Now it's like, they say a person's career changes two and three times in a lifetime. And, and you know, they had a job, security, all those things, everything is just shaking. How many Holy Spirit? He. Oh, not uh, talking into my. Oh, shows things. When we, he warns us. He shows things. There's times he prepares us ahead of time. Um, things that we can't bear right now that he has to unravel to us, as we can bear it. How many have gone through some things? If, if, the whole, if I had known COVID was going to come and the way it came and how long it was going to come, um, I don't know what I would have done if I had known at the beginning. Honestly. If we had known, but there's things the Spirit will unfold as we go. There's things we, we can't know right away. But we can't bear them. Jesus himself said that to his own disciples. We, we can't bear them. So he shows us as we go. And it says here, he will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. And because of this, I said that he, the Spirit, will take from what is mine and will reveal it to you. So again, he's wanting to give us everything that he has from the Father. He's wanting to reveal it to us. So this is the Holy Spirit's job in our lives. Sometimes we, we get so stressed out because we're like, oh, I got to read my Bible. I got to pray more. I got to do all. Yeah, we do. That's our part, but with the Holy Spirit, working with our helper alongside us, comforter coming there, our one that comes alongside to reveal and lead us into all truth because we can't figure it out on our own. The one that is there to, to guide us. The one who in our day sometimes is going to show us things to come because we weren't aware of it, but he is. He'll, in that day, we're walking him. He will. How many have had that happen? Holy Spirit will show you something or reveal something or gives a warning sometimes. He does those things because he is our helper. That's what helpers do, right? And, he, and, he, and that's what he wants to do. But I want us to uh, look at this because with the Holy Spirit, there's, there's so many different things with the Holy Spirit. That I'm, and the, the side I want to focus on is the, the side of when the disciples, when Jesus said, you need to go and receive power. So it was a, another complete experience. We're the Holy Spirit. 
as we again. But then he baptizes us, which means baptism means baptizo in the Greek means burial. So we're literally immersed in the Holy Spirit. And that's what the baptism is. It's where we are no, no longer just having a little dab of the Holy Spirit. He literally consumes our life. And this is what we need. Because the things that are coming in the world and the things that are, are, are attacking, if we don't have the power of the Holy Spirit, we are not going to be able to stand against them. We are going to be pulled. We are going to be, be, be pulled astray by so many things that are out there. And we, if we don't allow the Spirit, and the Bible exhorts us, look at this in Ephesians, to be filled with the Spirit. So being filled is not just a one-time experience. It's a continual being filled. To, that we are, it's talking about don't be drunk with wine. Filled with spirit. We're going to look at, let's actually back up and read a bit of the chronology before we do that. Go to Ephesians 5, starting at verse And this is an exhortation on how to live. And if you look at the most of the New Testament, it's giving us how to live. And this is very important. It says here, therefore, see that you walk carefully, living life with honor, purpose, and courage, shunning those who tolerate and enable evil. So, that's pretty, pretty full. And then it says, and not as the unwise, but as wise. And what does that word wise mean? It means to be intelligent, be discernible. So we've got to be able to discern times of these days that we're in, that we are not just accepting everything at face value. We have to be discerning what's behind this. What's the agenda of this? What's going on? It's just that value. We, after the last two years, we were told one thing and something else happened over and over and over again, multiple times. And we, we are responsible as people to look at this, evaluate it, and then make a decision, not just live naively. Amen? God gave us a brain. We need to use it be discerning. Then it says you're making the very most of your time on earth, recognizing and taking advantage of each opportunity and using it with wisdom and diligence. Wow. That doesn't sound like a boring life, right? But what's the world do? Ah, just live it, just have fun, just... No, 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 that's not how we live. As believers, that's not how we live. We, we make the most of every opportunity. And it says here, because the days filled with evil, therefore, do not be foolish and thoughtless. In other words, don't throw your brains out. Right? Oh, I just don't want to think about it. But understand and firmly grasp what the will of the Lord is. 
Now, this is when it now goes into, don't get drunk with wine. For that is corruption, stupidity, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Have you noticed in the movies, I noticed this in all the movies, the booze, they romance you with the booze. It's all, come on, let's have a drink, and it's just, it's all this, take the edge off. Oh, it's, it's always the escape. Come on. Let's be honest. They just romance you into it. Why? Because it just lulls you. Ah, just chilling out. Ah, let's just escape from reality for a while. But some people are living there. They're, they're actually they're, they're, they're checking out. Because why? Because what, the reality is too hard to look at. That's how most people get into addiction is... A, your reality, you can't face it, so you cope with it a different way. You go into survival mode. And the sad thing about addiction is we seem to think it's, you know, to get high. It's so that they can feel normal. That's how most people are, are in addiction, just to be able to feel normal. It's not about getting high. It's not about the party. It's about trying to be, feel normal. But Aren't you glad the Holy Spirit came so we don't have to go down that road? So he's saying here, in facing all of this, it says, don't get drunk with wine. <laughs> Someone's having fun back there. <laughs> That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. You're just kind of <laughs> overflowing. So this is where it says, so don't get drunk with wine, for that is wickedness, corruption, and stupid, stupidity. But be filled with the Holy Spirit and constantly guided by him. So that feeling is not just about a feeling. about the Holy Spirit then taking control of my life, saying, Holy Spirit, I trust you, and I'm trusting you to guide me in these situations that I'm in. I'm not guided by fear. I'm not guided by my own feelings. I'm guided by you, Holy Spirit. I'm filled, and I'm guided by you. Because we, we can check out, and, and Pastor Sheila and I were talking about it this week. Um, so many things we can check in, there's so much entertainment. There's so many go-tos where we can just check out. Just so many just checkouts. And flesh loves to check out. I'm like, oh, you're really up. No, I'm not. I am a flesh pot like you. If I can choose, I'm going to check out. I'm going to go down easy road. Put on the movie and come on. We want to check out. And we live in a culture that just has so many checkouts. It lulls us. It literally just lulls us. But what happens is we go down that road, we go down that road, and then you're like, it traps you. And you're stuck and you're like, how did I get here? And then you got to backpedal, right? God is the Redeemer, and he's redemptive, and he helps us. But 
he's like, there's a better way. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't be lulled by the things. And it's not just wine. That was in their culture. That was their thing. For us, we could have a list of things. Paul, if he was preaching today, that's what he would have said. Don't be, don't be drunk. Don't be lulled by boom, 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 boom. He would have had the, we would have listed them all. But he says, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen? Be filled and guided by the Spirit. Let him be the one that fills you and satisfies you. And it's a conscious decision that we have to make. And then this is how it, what happens when you do that. He says here, um, then he says here, uh, speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So we'll be singing to each other, <laughs> speaking all kinds of names to each other. It says here, and making unity with your heart to the Lord, always, what? Giving thanks to God the Father for all things. Amen? Because, see, as believers, even the bad things work for me. Even my enemy works for me. That's how we can love our enemy, because our enemy does for us what nothing else can do for us. And God can use even what an enemy does for you. So if we choose to love, that's the, one of the greatest things an enemy can get from you is hatred and resentment and all that. But when you choose to love them and be their friend, <laughs> right? And the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to be able to do that. There where we can live always giving thanks to God for all things. And that's the greatest way to break the power of an enemy. Giving thanks even for the bad things. That God, you're working in it. Amen? In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, being subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. So that's what the Holy Spirit does. Allows us to submit it to reverence in Christ. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. We were talking about this today in our leadership meeting this morning with, with our team. Is um, when, when God puts people together, I mean, apart from God, some of us, we wouldn't be friends. Personality-wise, we're so opposite and we're so different. You know, if we didn't have God, we wouldn't be together. But it's amazing when God puts you together blend you one another and you the good one another you actually strengthen one another in that and you you can't explain it it's weird and actually i've seen polar opposites like linda and trish there's one example for everyone that knows them they're so opposite and yet they're they're so close as friends <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but it's just like you're it's only the holy spirit that does that but he does it to draw out some so many times the holy spirit helps us to stay alert the holy spirit helps us to be filled with the right things we're going to look at this in because in this book of ephesians paul here had two prayers that he prayed and we're going to look at them because they go right along with this. And the Holy Spirit is the very center of these two prayers. And 
we have to understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Like, I'll use an, a testimony for myself. I, I grew up in the Mennonite denomination. How many know? Not, I'm not the Amish Mennonites with the little black caps and the buggies and everything. We were the rebels. We could wear color. It's like, but we couldn't wear red. <laughs> but, um, but it was, and I'm not showing disrespect for my denomination. There's so many things that I learned from my denomination. But one thing they did teach was um, people that were baptized in the Holy Spirit and the whole Holy Spirit thing was of the devil. And speaking in tongues was of the devil and it's from Satan. And so I grew up like thinking this. So then when I grew up in, and I came into my youth and I was, I needed more from God. I had seen nominal Christianity, but I needed more. I needed to see that there was this powerful God who could heal who could do more than what I had seen. And so went to a really radical uh, Pentecostal church and saw a bunch of youth that I knew were bad turned good and were so radical and on fire for God. And I'm like, they've got something that I don't have. And <clears throat> began my search, my search for more. And so... I knew they knew Jesus, but what was this? And it was the Holy Spirit. It was they had encountered the power of the Holy Spirit. That power had changed their lives in a drastic way. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, how can that Holy Spirit that I was told is the devil do this? And why hadn't I been seeing this in parties and all the bad scenes, people speaking in tongues? And I'm seeing it here in church, and I'm seeing it producing good fruit. I'm seeing good things coming out of these lives. I'm seeing them filled with something different than they were being filled with before. And so I began my search. And, um, but when I encountered the Holy Spirit for myself, I, of course I encountered the love of God and Jesus, but when the Holy Spirit came and filled me, and what I mean by that is literally he baptized me. He immersed me. I was baptized, immersed in his power. And it took me months. I had to tarry for it. Why? It was because of my mindsets. I thought I was unworthy. I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought I was the devil. And there was all these things. And I was like, I want to receive this. And it's a free gift. And you can receive it easily. But I was like, it just kept going by. But just one day, I was just like, no, I the Holy Spirit. I want this. I know him and I need it. And it just clicked. I can receive it. I can receive him. And I just, I went to go up to the front to get prayed for. And while I was walking to the front, I started speaking in tongues. It just, it just came out of me. And then I stayed up at the front and I was just praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit for hours. Thank God for a church that allowed it to go on for hours. I had a praying mama beside me who was praying in tongues with me. And, and man, by the time I opened my eyes and I went to walk, I couldn't even. I was so sloshed in God. And that's a good I was drunk in the Holy Spirit. Can you be drunk in the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. And some of, some of us need to. <laughs> I needed it. I needed 
to get sloshed in God. And I'll tell you why. Because I had to go back home where they thought I grew horns. Where they were like, where they heard you what? <laughs> you speak in tongues now? And they're like, watch me. You know, and everyone was suspicious. And I was also thinking, is this the devil? But then I would go. And as I went and spent time just praying in the Spirit, my, I just I felt so clean. It felt so good. It felt so right. And it was, it was producing life in me. It wasn't pulling me down. And I, I knew what it was like to live in sin. I knew what it was like to do bad stuff. This wasn't that. It was good. It was good. And so I I, I let this grow. <laughs> like the back there <laughs> and I allowed that to just continue and you know what from that day on there was a boldness that came over me in school man we were so bold for God we were radical I, my brother was one of the biggest drug dealers in our school at the time and here I'm the Jesus freak. So great combo in, in high school, right? And I'm in my senior year. He's in grade 10. And, um, and so all of his friends are shoving me up against lockers and telling me to shut up about this stuff. And, and I would just be bold right back. I say, you know what? My brother's going to be serving Jesus just like I am one day. You watch him. They're, they're like, bah! you know, and they're just like, I just, we were bold. Why? Because we had the Holy Spirit. It's power. It wasn't something I had to muster up. It was there. And, and I was filled. I was filled with something different. And this is what we need. We've got to stop filling ourselves with so many things that don't fill us the right way. The Holy Spirit fills us to give us life. And Paul's prayers bring this out. And he talks so uh, much about the power of the Holy Spirit in these prayers. If you want to pray a perfect prayer of yourself, pray these two prayers. There, it's in Ephesians, um, Ephesians 1, 15 to 23, and Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. They're two short prayers, but they are such powerful prayers. And so we're going to start here. And he says, for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in your prayers. I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation. And this is what that spirit of wisdom and revelation does. It gives you a deep and, pers it gives you deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of him into the true knowledge of god you know that we cannot know god without the help of the holy spirit we can't even be close to god without the help of the holy spirit it's for that the for we know through the son and he says i pray that the eyes of your heart and the very center and core of your being may be enlightened and flooded with light by the Holy Spirit. So in other words, the Holy Spirit is the one who floods and fills our... 
entire inner being with light. Amen? How many want to be that glowing light? People are like, oh, what's your aura? My aura is light from the Holy Spirit. And yes, I am glowing for him. Whatever light you see, that his light shining in. We're flooded, it says, with the light by the Holy Spirit. And it says, so that this is why. So that you will know and cherish the hope the divine guarantee, and the confident expectation. This is why we're filled with that hope. And the Holy Spirit stirs that up. And we live with divine expectation. We live with a confident hope, or sorry, a divine guarantee and confident expectation to which he has called you and me the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, which are God's people. And so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable, I love this, and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active and spiritual power is in us who believe. We need the power of the Holy Spirit even what is Available to us. And it says here that it is so that we will know the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in us who believe. This is what we have with the Holy Spirit. But we're like, oh, you know what? I'm just a Christian. No, you're not. We're filled with his immeasurable. Bible says, unlimited and passing this power that we're filled with. And it says there, these are in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. How many think it, it took a little bit of power to raise Jesus from the dead? Just a little bit. All of hell's angels, every force of hell, would want to keep him in. And the Bible says the same power that raised him is the same as in us. It was the Holy Spirit. It wasn't like he was diminished. Like he was having a good day that day. Yeah, he had his full power. It was like, no, he's the same. The same power he had to just pick up Jesus and pop him out of that grave, flick Satan off of him, say, adios now, it's time for him to go, is the same power that lives in us right now. Oh, sorry, I was going to say kind of <laughs> in the center that I keep going off camera. Sorry, guys online, you can hear me though. Um, so it says here, so that's the same power. And that power, the Bible says, is far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above every name that is named, above every title that can be conferred. In other words, there are some things that get put on you, and a label and a name. Sometimes you're diagnosed 
and they say, you have this, the C word, or, and you, you think that's the name and that's what I've got, and you forget there's a higher name that you're subject to. There's a higher power that is working in you that is greater than that. And what are you going to believe? Because the Bible says that power works toward us who believe. Who believe. So I have to choose to believe that. In other words, I have to make room for it. I have to choose. You know what? Yes, Holy Spirit, I do believe you're doing that. That's my part. I, I have to choose to believe what Christ did. I have to choose. Because see, this is where, this is the battles for your faith. If the devil can get you to believe a lie and reject what has been made available to you, you've closed the door. You've just closed the door. Boom. And everything that he wants to give you now, it cannot be accessed. Why? Because your faith is no longer there. So the battle is against your faith. But you've got to go back to the Word. You've got to see what the Word says. I don't know about you, but I want to have that power made available to me. And I'm, it, the way I do it is by believing. That's how I keep that open. I believe it. And so I'm going to receive it. Why? Because I believe it. And anyone can choose to believe it. It says here, Not only in this, also in and all things in every direction under Christ's feet, and he appointed him as supreme and authoritative over all things in the church. So he's the head in the church. Amen. It says he is his body, the fullness. Him who completes all things everywhere. So in other words, Christ is the head. We are under that authority. And as we are subjected to him as his hands and feet, whatever we go and do, we have that same authority and that same power. But see, this is where I'm seeing a lot of it happening within the church world right now. Everyone is following a program and a system. Everyone is following certain principles, and a lot of them are just humanistic, good principles, success principles even. But it's not based on Christ. It's not based on what he did. It's not based on the power of the Holy Spirit. And so, therefore, it can be done, and it's a good thing, but it's not the full power of what we've been given because it's not subject under the head. We're not submitted under the head anymore. We're following our own, oh, this is what I think it is. No, what does Scripture and verse say? What is it that Christ gave? What is it that he made available? What is it that I'm following? And Scripture and verse, when I'm dealing with pastors, and give me their theory of this denomination, that denomination, it's like, guys, let's open the Scriptures. What's telling Let's look at Scripture and verse care about your opinion. You shouldn't care about my opinion. It means nothing. I always say, are like armpits. Everyone has them and most of them stink. <laughs> That's what opinions are. 
And we live in an age of opinions. We were talking about that again this morning in the leadership. And not talking about it, alluded to it. We live in where judged. We live in you know panel and your thing and your panel that judges you. You've got everyone on Facebook. You put a you put a comment. Everyone's going to be quick to right. We live in that. We live in that. But how many want to be free from that? Follow the one that truly matters, and actually do something that's a difference. Follow Christ. Motive in our will be always others. It will be to restore you, but the effect will always be to help others. That's what Christ was about. And if we live any other way than that, we're not following Christ. We're following some sort of good theory. And what is our goal? That we follow Christ. As a pastor, that's the biggest thing that I can bring to you. Follow Christ. And the greatest way I can do that is bring you the Scriptures. We're going into our, our last passage at our last prayer. And this is just Scripture, guys. This is just Scripture. Ephesians 3. And we're going to do this one in NLT, but I'm not sure if you put it in NLT. But okay, good. He says, when I think of all this, he says, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, look at this again, his glorious unlimited resources, that he will empower you with inner strength through what? Through his spirit. So in other words, what was the advantage when Jesus said, I've got if I don't go the Holy Spirit? It was that the Holy Spirit is going to live in us now. We were going to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit used to upon people because not the Holy Spirit dwell in us we were sinful we were unclean but when the blood of Jesus cleansed us then we were made clean and the Holy Spirit could then come with dwell in us so when we're talking about the Holy Spirit we're not like reaching out like this as believers, he is already there. And Paul's saying here, look, he says here, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home hearts as you trust in him. And your will grow down. Amen? This is the work of the Holy Spirit, especially in a day and age that we're living in. If there's anything that we have to allow to grow, is the love of God that it would go deep in our heart and that gets strong. We have to have that. I mean, apart from that, how many know you would want to write off most things in most people? Come on. People are mean on posts and mean on different things and are quick to just... Write you off, and let's just push the reset button like we do in our game world, and pff, let's just do it over again. I'm going to get a new person. That's the way people live. And we could go down that road, but God doesn't do that. He says, I want my love to grow down deep in your hearts so that you can be strong. 
And it says, and may you have the power to understand as all God's people should. So in other words, this is what we have to understand. This isn't an option. It's saying this is what we should. That we should, it says here, know how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. And then it says, and may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. We're never going to understand it. Think about it, guys. Sheila was just reading Isaiah 53 this morning, and it's, you read that whole chapter. Jesus was, took our place. It was all about him. We hated him. He still loved us. We, we put him to the worst kind of a death. Why? Because he took our punishment. There were so many things he did. We'll never understand. Never. It says, and then he made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now, all glory to God, who is able, through what? Through his power work. We're out there in the unknown, somewhere out there. No. Mighty power at work within us. The greater power for the believer is the Holy Spirit. It's not the inner power of you. We've got nothing good in us. It's the Holy Spirit at work within us. And it says here, who is able, through his mighty power that's work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So he's going to do more than ask or think. How many make room for that kind of power in your life? How many want a surprise? Except Andrew, he doesn't like surprises. (laughs) But he's going to do infinitely more than we could ask or think. In other words, you ask for one thing, he's got a ripple effect of things that he can do and unlock by his power, boom, boom, boom. And he wants to do that every single time. Amen? So this is what I want us to begin to see more and more and more, is as we walk in this, that is what's going to bring glory to God. Because it says here, glory to him in the church and in Jesus Christ through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. How many want to fulfill that prayer, Paul? Is what we need to see today. Anything right now the world is looking out for is we need to see more from the church. We need more. And the only place we're going to get it is from the Holy Spirit. None of us can muster this up on our own. It's the Holy Spirit. So I want us to, we're going to, um, if you have the worship team come on up, what we're going to do is um, we're going to do that Holy Spirit song. Go figure, eh? <laughs> um, the one at the, the one Trish did. Because there's a part in this song that talks about um, 
Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience, the, you know, your grace and all that you are. It's making room for the Holy It's not something up. I love about God and about the Holy Spirit. It's, it's not anything we do. It's just making room. So, those that are here and those online, if you've not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that is the, the door that opens for power to come into your life. And with that power comes a new language, your heavenly language, which is tongues. Um, and that is a gift, and it's for every believer. And, you know, some people don't get it right away. I know of people, minister friends of mine, they've received the power in their lives, and you can see a, a drastic change, and they didn't get the tongues till later. For a lot of times, it's a mental thing. For me, it was the same. Um, I had to work through things that just believed for years. God had through them, but eventually I did through. Speaking of the language, and the important thing about why we need the power of the Holy Spirit and pray in tongues because the bible says we talk directly to god when we pray in our heavenly language it bypasses our mind because our mind is limited and there are things that we cannot pray because we don't know what to pray it says when i pray in tongues i'm praying directly to god and my spirit is speaking to his spirit and it says he's praying the will of the father into my life so there are things I don't even know that I need that the Holy Spirit is praying as I pray in tongues. How many know that's a gift? That's a blessing. And so we need that. And if you don't have that, it's a gift for you. Jesus said he wants to give that to you. He is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit and fire. He is the one. And so if you want to receive that, that we can pray for you for that. All you need to do is just ask and be willing. And it's like so many people are afraid. Oh, what if I don't get it? That's not your concern. You're, you need to ask. You need to open your heart and ask. He's the one that baptizes you. He's the one that fills you. So if you're here today and you want to receive that, there's people here we can pray with you for that. But then I also want to speak to those that are filled and have received the baptism. We need to be filled. We need to be filled more. Because we need more. All of us. With the tidal wave that's out there, we need to be filled. We need more boldness. We need more power. I love the... Look at that. I'm going here with the Holy Spirit. But when the persecution increased, they got together, they prayed, they said, Holy Spirit, and they... And the place shook, and they went out of there with more boldness. They went out bolder more. They didn't go back. They got stronger. Holy Spirit, when we are baptized in His power. And so, if you you want to be filled with that, we're gonna we're gonna allow the Holy Spirit to begin to do that, and we're gonna ask Him to fill us, to fill us more, and just open your heart to Him. But if you're here for either one of the, if you, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you haven't 
been prayed for for that. We can pray for that. And I want to ask that, that with the Spirit, let's be filled with Amen. Doors, unlimited reasons that we have available, unlimited power that is made available just because we open our hearts and we say, fill us. So Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you that you've come. We thank you that you are our helper. You come alongside. You are our advocate. You are our comforter. You are our counselor. We thank you that you are our intercessor when we need to pray. And there's times when we don't even want to pray. We thank you, Holy Spirit. You pray through us. You help us, Holy Spirit. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would fill us. There's anyone here that wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, anyone online, all you have to do is ask. Ask. And if you're here, we can pray with you here. Just come forward and we'll pray. So, Lord, I thank you for those who do, have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, those that are online that are asking right now, that as they've asked, you said that they would receive, that you would fill, you would baptize, them with your Holy Spirit and power. Now in Jesus' name, fill them with your power. Baptize them. Immerse them in the power of your Spirit. Thank you for your gift of, of their prayer language. Bring them into the fullness of what you have. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.